Welcome to Focus Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome back for episode 84 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on May 5th, 2017 on Twitch.tv. Big shout out to the live chat here. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us. This is your host, Blue Crew 86. Alongside me, we have the man who is uh, who's getting hyped for his upcoming journey to the City of Angels, Justin Sane 0516. Justin, how's your week been? It's been awesome. Just been prepping for my trip to the West Coast. I've got my shades, been getting a tan, but not a farmer's tan because that's too provincial for them. They're very sophisticated <laughs> out there. And then I don't know. So I've just been trying to immerse myself in the culture, if you will. I'm Lots very, of culture. I'm very proud that you misplaced the audio file that you had. Listen, we'll 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 talk later in the after show. About Ma's wee baby. Okay. <laughs> no, no, your intro clip. The intro. Oh line. yeah, yeah. No, no, I wasn't going to do that two weeks in a row. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, well, Mel is working while we're here playing around, and uh, if you were here at the beginning of the show, you know that we are kind of just playing around tonight. Um, to be sure to let her know that we miss her over on Twitter at the Wind of the Stars. And then from the depths of the mindless, madness-inducing mind maps, we are joined by our favorite Gunter, the one and only green-eyed music lover. Green, hope you're doing well. How's the week gone for you? Good. While Justin's getting ready for the West Coast, I've been working on getting ready for the East Coast. We're planning some a couple extra days before Guardian Con, so we have to go <gasps> and pay for our tickets to the Island of Adventures. We're going to go to Hogwarts because nerdy. I'm a, well, okay. I'm a Potter fan, but Julie is like, whoa, Harry Potter fan. That's yeah, her well, You know, it's not as good as pig farts. Pig farts. What? Rumble roar. What? I actually oh. did the two, two points from Honda door. See, I'm surprised Justin even. I'm surprised you're not trying to steal bits from the houses again. I'm sorry. Dobby looks just like the Noid. Anyone? <laughs> Are we still on this argument? He's gonna. He's gonna be on that for the rest of the year. Every time I bring up Hogwarts. Every time. Oh man. Well, let's run through the intro real quick, and then we'll jump into the discussion. The topic of today's chat is going to be a dive into the lore of the Sunbreaker Titans. I asked Green to put together a high-level summary of the topic, and this is what she had to say. Run away! Are they they gone? Oh, okay, okay, whew. Through continued tempering, the Sunbreakers are forged through fire at the Burning Shrine. Considered a mercenary clan, the Sunbreakers' light had never been seen within the walls of the city. Or so we are led to believe. Yet, within the Grimoire, we learn that their marks were once displayed proudly throughout the city. With the guidance of Uros, a legendary Sunbreaker, our guardian brings light to where only darkness survives. In the shadows of the light that gave birth to the ancients, fire born of man, fire 
of the light. A sunbreaker doesn't answer to anyone, but the will of the light. Maybe this is why the record was wiped clean. Before we get into that, however, I do have a few housekeeping notes. In our last chat, we looked at the updated lore of the Awoken and the Fallen. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out www.focusfirechat.com for archives of all previous chats, as well as links to the other aspects of Focus Fire Chat out in the internets. If you don't mind, please give us some feedback on iTunes to let us know how we're doing and to help us continue to grow. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Friday, at around 10 p.m. Central, we get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those who are unable to participate. Please be sure to also give some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network, found at theguardiansofdestiny.com. These include Guardian Radio, the official podcast for the Guardians of Destiny, Guardian One, Ghost and Echoes, which also has the Destiny Audio Grimoire, and the network's newest addition, a non-Destiny-focused podcast, Paragon Radio. Next week, we actually are taking one of the rare breaks for the podcasting team. So the conversation in Discord this week is actually just a general conversation. Please be sure to jump in and weigh in on your thoughts, maybe on what's coming up for us. With that, let's go ahead and dive into the information and thoughts that the community had about the Sunbreakers. Lorbot, let's go. Query Grimoire Database. Results found. Displaying on screen. Thank you, Randy. Um, so, the first card we're going to start with is the just base Titan card. And the quote is, strive for honor, stand for hope. Titans are warriors, heroic defenders of the light, channeling the gifts of the traveler to wage war on the darkness, steadfast and sure. Titans face any challenge head on, blunt force instruments of the traveler's will. Pretty, pretty straightforward. Just like a Titan. Yeah. 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 Not a lot of, yeah. I'm with you there. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's they. So the the Titans are the battering ram, or, or the you know they're the blunt force instrument. So um, they're very stout, and they're and actually their mindsets tend to be very um, one track so to speak, with the exception of a few notable um, Titans. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely built as the steadfast defenders, even though they're not necessarily just a defense-based class. They're definitely, they do have some offensive aspects, especially this class. Hence the fact that I ran away screaming in the the summary Mm. breakdown. 
That's what <clears throat> that's what you do when you hear a tink tink. Yeah, pretty much. That's why um, I wanted I yeah. really wanted Fraggle's tink tink. <laughs> Instead of that tink tink. <laughs> you know, do it with what you can. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so we want to go into just the Sunbreaker card? Yeah, let's jump Let's jump on. into a little bit. So forging on. So I'm going to talk about Sunbreakers. The Sunbreaker card, quote, is Forge the Fury of Undying Suns. Some Titan orders predate the city, born of a darker time, when light was an untamed weapon. The Sunbreakers brought honor to the wild, Never seeking the safety of the city, bound by an oath, they live as mercenaries seeking battles and alliances beyond the walls. Now the light of their fire has at last found rank among the city. Wield the hammer of soul with honor, Titan. It is a thing of legend, both past and future. So this card kind of makes me a little, a little upset. Not because of what it says, but because it's slightly misleading from what we find out in some of the other things. But I don't know if you want to go into that yet. No, we can. Uh, so we find out in the some of the items that the Sunbreaker Titans have actually been in the city before. But they were wiped wiped out, or at least the, the knowledge of them was wiped out. They were not wiped out. They were just, they left. And for a lot of the cards that we have, it makes it seem like they had never been there, but mm. they had. Well, like to so be, many others that we know. Uh, to be fair, though, it says that their banners flew from the city. Right. It doesn't. I mean, like, it yeah. could be the yeah, city. They could be the civilians being like, hey, yay, Sunbreaker. And the Sunbreakers are not actually in the city. Right. They're you know, not actually allowed in the city. Well, not that they weren't allowed, but I mean, like, if you think they just about didn't. it, they didn't care. Like, well, they cared, but they didn't. That wasn't like what they did. They they could have. I mean, if they even interacted with the city, which they obviously they did. But like, if they um, they they might have been kind of the. I don't want to say they were the pilgrim guard, but they were kind of like the pilgrim guard if they were bringing people to the wall then they could also be kind of one of those things where it's like they got them to the gate and they put them through the gate and they were done. Right. Um, right. And yeah, pins a- pins has got an excellent point too. There are two different meanings of sunbreaker too. There's the order of sunbreaker and then there's the subclass sunbreaker. So that's kind of also the other confusing thing that's going on there as well. Okay, but I just pulled up like the Sunbreaker's mark, mm-hmm. and it says that once these marks stream proudly from the city's rooftops, now they are a symbol of defiance. Right. And I know there's another one, but I um, haven't found it yet. Uh, mark of the Sunforge, I think, is what you're talking about. Well, um, do you know the, the you talking part of this? Or March of Fire. Yeah, sorry. What was that, Justin? I was just going to say the, the part of this card that that intrigues me the most upon reading it for the, I don't know how many at the time um, is that they're seeking battles and alliances beyond the walls. So it really leads me to ask what alliances have the Sunbreakers sought beyond the walls? I mean, an, an obvious one is 
Yeah, you can say it. Blue, you want to say it? Yeah, no, you, you can say it? say it. You can say it. You can say it. I totally is Osiris. want it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm so obvious one is Osiris. <laughs> but, but it actually is a plural on that alliances. Right. So that leads me to think that the Sunbreakers aren't as um, reclusive as we like to paint them. Oh, you it's mean kind of like, like maybe I don't know what are the other factions that are outside the city currently, dragons, um, and awoken, um, <laughs> the nine. I mean, the reason why I kind of make light of that whole thing is that we know that Ahamkara were were originally okay with the city, like the city was originally okay with the Ahamkara. And then something happened and, you know, maybe they they defaulted mm-hmm. on their debt or something. I don't know. Um, and the rolling debt was denied. And so in order to not have to pay, I'm assuming, they went, they went and just killed them or tried yeah. to. I, I think it was this someone important was – yeah, someone important was sleeping and then Ahamkara said, burn it all. <laughs> and then they woke up and said, no. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. Oh my. We're killing all of them. Why? Don't worry about it. Just grab your spears. And your floating orbs. (laughs) Grab your spears and get Lord Gellion. We're going on a dragon hunt. Quietus. Yes. Oh no! Yeah, I mean, so like, yeah, the the idea of them seeking a lie, and and the other thing is, is like they were they were always kind of presented, and I mean, Green, you said a march of fire. Um, it it specifically calls out that they're a mercenary clan of titans. So here right. here is the distinction. Here's the distinction that I was making: is the Sunbreakers, the Sunbreakers that are on Venus, is a clan. Okay, which kind of gives you an idea of maybe an order, not not like a hard order like the chain or, you know, Pilgrim Guard or Stone, but the the um, the the fact that it's called a mercenary clan to me, to me, and this is just this might just be me. I mean, this is completely my my opinion here, but I then read that as a distinction between the sunbreakers of let's just call the sunbreakers of Venus and the subclass Sunbreaker. Okay, but here's where I really want to know what, how to tell the difference between the clan version versus the subclass, because in the Talk to Zavala card, or one of them, mm-hmm. uh, there's a quote by the ghost said, he's been combing the tower record since we left Venus. The Sunbreakers have been effectively removed from the history of the city. Strange to see such an important group just gone. Right. So it's like, okay, is that the clan that they literally wiped out of the city? Because they have too close of ties with said uh, Osiris. But, I mean, it's difficult to say. Um. So real quick on that, actually, I would say that it was actually the political uh, grouping. Um, because going, going back to A March of Fire, the quote from Zavala says that... This is the first I've heard of the Sunbreakers in years. They were an ancient order of titans. Um, and then he goes on to kind of describe them. 
a little bit. Mm-hmm. And there, I mean, so, but he actually calls the Sunbreakers an order of Titans. Now, right. the, and this is where, this is where, like, it's really hard to not get into this giant debate of um, semantics. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the quote, order is not capitalized. Right. And, and I mean, Green, you know, you probably know where I'm going with this. Like, so... There's there's a lot of different meanings of the word order, especially in regards to a military organization. And generally, if it's something of like, you know, Stoneborn or the chain or Pilgrim Guard, it, it usually comes across as capitalized. I, if I remember right, I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. And I think most of the time when they refer to order Titan orders, they are referred referring to them as a capitalized. This is not capitalized. So this is, this is potentially a debate kind of similar to a, a light and light and light. You know, if it's capitalized, it means light, the paracausal <sighs> power. If it's lowercase, <laughs> it's yeah, no, I know. I, but, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's hard. It's hard when you're talking about this particular distinction to not get into it because it in the th- the reason why it's hard to do that is because it is very very important um there's there's some ramifications there right if there's two right. if there's two groupings then yeah you could technically say oh sunbreakers were never in the city but the subclass was but if there aren't two distinctions, then you say sunbreakers were never in the city. Well, then green, that goes back to your problem of why are you flying their banners then? Right. Mm-hmm. So, and, and then again, just my two cents there, but that's how I kind of have come to make peace with it in my head is that I kind of read this as an order and then the pure subclass itself, you know, cause I also have, I mean, you guys know this, I have a, a kind of a more psychological philosophical bend to what a subclass is um i don't i don't really perceive uh uh subclasses as something that was like no you have to be part of this clique to to be that it's more of this is how i i manifest the power that has been granted to me and you can't control that right so I think it's I think it's important when you're talking order versus subclass. You order is a um is a uh what's the word I'm looking for? Not sociological, but it's a it's a group it's a group of people. It can be political. In the case of the sunbreakers, it tends to lean that way. But but it's a very conscious gathering of people under the tenets of a shared ideology and and a shared set of practices in the case of the sunbreakers, they all tend to be mavericks and they, you know, they weren't ready to, to all assimilate under one banner of the city. A subclass, a subclass is more of a discipline. Um, you know, and I'm with you blue. I, the, I don't view the subclasses as evolutionary tracks in, you know, our, in the guardians, you know, it's not like, Oh, well, you're a warlock because you have this gene and then you're going to split to one of these subclasses and then you go on like that. It's, it's very much a discipline of study. And um, the Sunbreaker order, I think, are the, um, are the first group that proliferated the Sunbreaker subclass. 
and that's that's where the order is the group of people who first mm-hmm. came up with the 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 specific sets of disciplines that um then birthed the subclass as we know it today and that's why you get spammed with hammers so <laughs> i don't like them <laughs> tell us how you really feel is that i mean is that fair is that is right, that yeah, a pretty no. i think yeah. i mean that also kind of lay, that also kind of introduces the concept of you know the entire structure of the vanguard too right because that's what the point of the mm-hmm. Vanguard is, is as mentors to, you know, do exactly kind of what you were saying there. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting to me that we've had Night Stalker and Stormcaller, and there's not necessarily an order like the Praxic order or a grouping of what? hunters. I mean, there's we don't necessarily have something well, that's named that way. Now, <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, but but we potentially do actually. Um, the uh, shadowsmiths. There's a mention of the shadowsmiths, and we don't really know what they are. There's only one mention in the entire thing, but Cade actually mentions them in a consensus meeting, and he says the shadowsmiths are taking care of it. And so there there's a potential that there's something going on there. But I mean, right, the, but what I'm saying that we don't have a subclass named Night Stalker, or we have a subclass named Night Stalker, but we don't have a faction or oh, a, oh, 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 okay, named I gotcha, Night I gotcha. Stalker. I got you. Yeah, yeah, I see. I mean, yep, it, it that's would, a fair point. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily disprove it in any way, shape, or form? But it's just against the grain of what they've done so far. Right. Right. Well, but I mean, I guess. <laughs> To kind of be a tongue-in-cheek counter-argument is it's also Titans. Mm-hmm. I mean... Titan. <laughs> fair fair warning. I guess we probably should have started the podcast off with fair warning, none of us play Titans. <laughs> no. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Really? My main is a hunter. My main is a hunter. Right. And you- most of my hours are on my main. But... um. All the other hours are on my Titan. So the only other class that I've played significantly has been my Titan. So I, I'm fairly in the Crota days when it started at, towards the end of Crota, I, I started to kind of get bored with running sword with my hunter. So mm-hmm. I, I started using my Titan a lot and um, it was really fun. Um, and, you know, I, I give them a lot of grief and I, I talk a lot of hunter trash, but um, I really do in, enjoy playing a Titan. So I just am not as knowledgeable about most of the armor pieces and other things because I just don't have the hours in to have gotten them all. I play Hunter, so. I would agree. Uh, Titan's my second. I If you watched stream last mm-hmm. night, I started a Warlock because, yeah. I I mm-hmm. played maybe two hours total of a warlock. Justin has a warlock. I, yeah, I started a warlock on stream. <laughs> stream got to name her, choose her face, her her face mate, her hair, and everything. Her name is Princess Sparkleface, and she still got ninety seven light. Wow. That was a year ago. That's impressive. All right, seven light. It's actually Mystic Rose has a really good um, 
point in the chat as thinking of hunters as more individual. Yeah. That's why we haven't seen any grand orders or or assemblages of uh you know hunters because it's just a um it's a personality thing. Like right. it's it's right. it's we just do. the way. Yeah. We also don't have any warlock classes, subclasses that are named as orders either though. I mean, warlocks are more group oriented. They're the wizards that group up together and discuss mm-hmm. things because that's what they do. But mm-hmm. it's just yeah, hunters are more individual. I get that. Um we do have evidence of like Blue was saying that there's groups of hunters named what do you say call them shadow something? Yeah, I think it's Shadowsmiths. 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 Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's it's just an an argument, not necessarily a good one, but it is an argument. <sighs> I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other, the other uh, thing. Well, let me let me round out the grimoire card reading real quick, um, okay. and then I want to talk. We, I mean, Green, you had an excellent point in the chat. We should probably talk about Bound by Fire because it's uh, it's well, so. It's part of the Taken King introduction of the new subclasses. They did these really cool things where, you know, they introduced actual story missions that actually explain not just, you know, what you're doing, but actually how you unlock this new power. Um, and that and the one that is for the Sunbreakers is really cool. It's it's actually a story mission called Bound by Fire, and we're going to we'll get to that in just a second but real quick let me let me finish off the couple grimoire cards that we have they're they're really short um and basically it's it's the solar card which then kind of ties into the hammer of soul card um so solar we've read this one before but real quick solar is sometimes the only answer is to burn it all away the universe is defined by fundamental forces energy is carried by quanta tiny messengers of change in the understanding of these messengers lie the secret of solar light. And then we jump into the hammer of soul, which is, you know, the Tink Tink's big super. And it says, forge your light into a raging inferno of solar energy and pull forth a blazing hammer from the fire. Cloaked in flames, launch your hammer at enemies from afar, releasing a devastating eruption of solar fire on impact. You burn with the intensity of stars, and no shadow is safe from your light. I hear Justin. Justin has something. I'm assuming he get, he's getting very animated in the background. <laughs> so, um, this all kind of this all kind of circles back to kind of my my uh, view of the light Mm -hmm. as a um, kind of a, I don't want to use the term God particle, but as, as kind of a base um, form of energy in this, in this paracausal destiny world we live in. So um, I love the, the statement that energy is carried in quanta, tiny messengers of change. Um, so it's it's actually pretty commonplace right now for um, one form of energy moving from one state to another to produce a completely different form of energy. So in the case of 
and I just want to use this as a base example. I don't want to get into the weeds of explaining how this works because I'm not that smart. But in the case of an LED, so a light-emitting diode, um, we kind of discovered at some point that there's there's this material that we can produce that when electrons pass through it, um, it gives off energy in the form of photons. That's the lights that 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 is the light that is emitted from the diode. Um, I that's how I've used solar light. So um, I know I've said a couple of times that I kind of use solar as the base or the uh, the the kind of the purest form of light, and I kind of stand by that. But um, it's not so far fetched to believe that light moves in these particles. And the kind of conduit it travels through determines the type of output you get. So in the, in the, you know, for the real world example, the example of the LED, it, if current, if electrical current passes through an LED, energy is outputted in the form of photons or visible light. Um, you think of a sunbreaker, if light is transmitted in a circuit from traveler ghost guardian and back and in a constant loop an output is produced in the form of solar light and i think it's all in how you hone yourself as a conductor of the light that's a really long tangent it's okay (laughs) sorry we have a new name for we have a new name for tink tinks in the chat what is, it? <laughs> is what the snake breakers oh my oh man get me three titans right now. <laughs> <laughs> good job scott scott z scott thank you scott thank you scott uh, scott so uh real quick we were talking uh, about you know jumping into Bound by Fire, and the the thing that I think kind of would be really good to lead into that is the last Grimoire card that I have is the Sunbreakers Challenge, and this Grimoire card is actually just a quote from Shax, um, but it's actually one of my I, I really like this quote. I don't know if I would say it's up up in the top five, but it's definitely up close, um, and it says. What the forge does to your light must be respected and feared. That path is not for everyone. The sunbreakers take the oath very seriously. I'm not trying to talk you out of anything. I'm just making sure you know the stakes. That forge breaks the brittle, and it bends the weak. But the strong, the strong walk away steeled and tempered, unbreakable. I, I do like that quote. Oh, it's, it's so, so good. Um, it's so good. Well, and it also it it, it also really um, hits home for uh, coming from Shax because Shax is also the master of the Crucible. Well, mm-hmm. what is a Crucible? You know, in in real life, a Crucible you kind of use those in a forge. That's that's right. those are kind of inter interconnected. So who who better? to talk about a forge than a person who is the, the master of a crucible. Um, I think I, I just, I like that little 
connection in the trivia there as well. But so Bound by Fire and Green, were you able to get to the mm-hmm. the transcript? Okay. Um, so I guess we'll just introduce real quick. Brown, bound, blah, blah. bound by Fire is a story mission that basically unlocks the Sunbreaker subclass for Titans. Um, so you can it's own- the best of the extra. It's the best of the extra missions. <laughs> I, I say it's better than I as a hunter. I say it's better than the Night Stalker mission, and it's way better. It's like the, the Stormcallers is pretty close. I don't see. I but like. I my, really like the night the Night Stalker one. I nearly said Nightcrawler because I really like Nightcrawler, but the Night Stalker one I really I like. Nightcrawler's my favorite X Man. <laughs> I knew that would summon him back. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> Bound by Fire is the story mission that basically. So this is this is the the bane of all the people out there. Is this is like the number one complaint whenever we talk about subclass missions? You can only play this once, like the same guardian. Like you you would have to create a different guardian to play this mission again. So if you have and the ability, who needs two titans? Right. If you have the ability, record it because you're not going to get to play it again, um, unless you created a completely new character. Right. So and it's completely solo. Fire teams are disabled. You you can't. You can't. This is only playable by a single person and only once. Um, and then I guess my question for Green is: Do, do you want to just? How do you want to read this transcript? Uh, do you want to just go through it, or do you want to actually read it verbatim? I would like to read it verbatim, just because it's some really good writing, and we get a lot more. We get probably more lore from this one mission about the Sunbreakers than we do from anything else we have. I would agree with that. Definitely. Uh, okay. So you want to just trade off characters? I call Uros because she's the girl. Unless Justin wants to read her. No, no, I think the girl should probably (laughs) read the girl at the risk of sounding provincial. I love I love how you're just like without blinking. Unless Justin wants it, then then you know that's that's completely No, I'm bandit number one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that episode was so much fun. All right, so you guys got the Justin, were you able to get into the script as well? Uh yeah. Loading screen. Okay. Mercury was transformed by the Vex in the early days of the collapse. As far as we know. The warlock Osiris is the only guardian to spend any time among the spires. We haven't heard from him in years. Osiris brokered a contract between the Sunbreakers and the city. Its terms were unacceptable to me. Now the Sunbreakers hate the Vanguard. They hate me. The Titan arrives in the Burning Shrine. Most of the area is in flames, and the sun behind them shines bright. The voice heard on the radio speaks to the Titan. We do not know of you, Guardian, but if you found us, you are worthy of our time. I am Uros, third embryo magistrate of the Sunbreakers. You have come to test your light in the forge here. You must prove you are one with the light. Use your ghost to ignite the forge. Yes, ma'am. Guardian, Uros is a legend. If even half the stories are true, she's one of the most powerful titans alive today. The titan heads to the far back room where several Vex are inactive. 
They stand and attack, but the Titan defeats them. The ghost scans the shrine at the back of the room. Power's on, but the array needs to be aligned. Let's head outside. A bright beam of light forms above the Titan, pointing outside where they came in. The Titan walks back out and finds another shrine and sends the ghost to scan it. The light adjusts and links to the platform where the Titan first landed. The platform becomes shrouded in flames. A large glowing orange orb floats in the middle above the burning forge. In the shadows of light that gave birth to the ancients, use the forge. The Titan approaches the forge. Fire born of man, fire of the light. Ask yourself, what power do you seek from the forge, Guardian? The Titan reaches forward cautiously, putting their hand inside the orb. Flames start to surround their arm as they grasp a golden handle and slowly pull back. Can you bring light to where only darkness survives? The Titan continues pulling until the Hammer of Soul emerges from the flames. Unaware of the weight at first, the hammer drops the Titan's arm. They lift it to their face, inspecting it. The Titan starts to swing back and forth to get a feel for their new ability until they raise it above their head, pumping their arm. The screen briefly flashes white. Their entire body is enveloped in flames as they powerfully swing their hammer behind them. The Titan turns around, ready to do battle with their newfound ability. Prepare yourself. Several Vex clouds form around the Titan, dropping off large numbers of Vex infantry. So we're going to get attacked then. Here we go. Blessed with boundless light, their hammer almost instantly regenerating, the Titan uses their new powers to destroy hordes of Vex. They are all soon destroyed. A Sunbreaker does not answer to any but the will of the light. Welcome, Guardian. Wield no power but the fury of fire. Mission ends. So, so good. Yeah, so good. I I mean, I really like that ending point too, and I think that kind of, I think that kind of, kind of points to the, the ultimate conflict between the Sunbreakers and the city and the speaker, mm-hmm. because. A sunbreaker does not answer to any but the will of the light. <laughs> I can see a few people having an issue with that. Like, you know. Uh-huh. Sorry. I really needed an on-air sign. <laughs> That's okay. My dogs decided that they were going to go attack the darkness. Well, it's not their fault. They can't read. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I love that little subclass mission. I've only so played good. it once, but it's really fun. Mm-hmm. It's just that character, Uros, is such an like you only get her for a split second in comparison to the rest of the game, but it's very she's very much so like Ikora in some ways to me. That legendary almost warlock feel. She's just a legend in and of herself and speaks of ancients. And that is that the only reference we have to ancients quote unquote? Uh, yes, I believe so. So to the ancients, I think actually Uros means gold in Portuguese. 
which is pretty cool. Yes. Um, also, yes. there's the there's the um, the connection to the uh, the never ending snack Uroboros, which is how I feel whenever anyone activates a Sun Singer in Crucible. Um, <laughs> Sunbreaker. Wait a second. Yeah. Is, okay. Blue. I Whatever see you call it. The, the theory. <laughs> sun Snaker. Sun the Sun Snaker. Um. The theory that caused the emotion to enter the mission is that the the thing that he, Zavala used to have a thing with the Sunbreaker. Yeah, kind of there's thing? there's a theory. So like, um, it, it, you, it's really really difficult. You cannot hear this in the in the text of this mission, but this is actually one of the the missions in which you actually hear a ton of emotion in Zavala's voice. Like he's actually uh, pained. When he talks about uh, this, yeah, let's let's rephrase. A ton of emotion for Zavala, right? Well, okay, not for, yes. a, normal, not okay. for a normal person, right? 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 <laughs> I mean, like, but I mean, for him though, it's like he's almost. It almost feels like he's about to break down a little bit. There is some remorse, um, because, and do you know what I think that stems from? I don't think he's ever legitimately thought he was wrong until that point. Well, I think the, that's, I mean, that's, that's I one of that the theories because that's the first time he actually thought he took the wrong course of action. Right. Well, and that, and that's also possible too, is that he, he wronged some, he wronged the Sunbreakers or he wronged the city. He, as a person who holds quite a bit on, you know, the honor and, and doing the right thing, I could see that impacting him too but another theory is that zavala was involved potentially with a sunbreaker there's no weight to any of this this is just kind of theories that people have kind of thrown around but it would be it would be interesting you know to hear that oh there was actually a connection um between a sunbreaker and zavala and then the whole thing fell apart and she or he chose to leave with the rest of the Sunbreakers, <laughs> right? Um, so, do you, you've got the you've got the script for the uh, the game audio when uh, we get our subclass? But the mission before that is the one that intrigues me. When you have to go back to, I think it's the the beginning of the Nexus Strike, and you you actually have to go to these little nodes. And there's these radio transmissions from sunbreakers that keep coming ap- across. And the the part that always stuck with me is they're talk. I think it's actually Uros talking, and she's they're talking about opening a door, and then all of a sudden it seems oh, like yeah, everything yeah, yeah, went yeah. to pot. And she says, "Oh, typical Osiris." Yeah, yeah. I was I have that marked as one of the things that we talked about in chat um, because yeah, the question yeah, is. I mean, are they still there? Like, cause when we go exactly to, like, go is what we are hearing, uh, an echo of, of a past event or a transmission of a current event. I don't know at that point, but, um, I find in Osiris's, you know, his involvement with the Sunbreakers very intriguing. I'd really like to see more on that. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm looking for it right now, actually. It's not notes, is it? No, I I didn't grab that one. 
That's cool. I think it was. Everyone's human. Yeah, Even you. Thanks. thanks. Thanks for that. You're you're a bloomin'. <laughs> a bloomin' human. Okay. Oh. I don't remember that mission. I am trying so very hard to find it. The one that you're talking about before, you do the Bound by Fire. I know Bound by Fire follows the coming war. Um it's one of them that follows it. Right, 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 right. So are, are you talking? I just wanted to. Oh no, go ahead. I was going to say, are you? It's not. Oh yeah, you head to Venus and search for the Sunbreakers. Yeah, it's in that question. A, a march of fire is the mission that yeah. you're talking about. Let me see what I can find real quick. Well, pins it chat. Oh, yep. nailed on head. He said Osiris was the one that was brokering the deal between the Vanguard and Sunbreakers. Yep. Right. Um, but I found that dialogue in that mission there to be very telling in the fact that not only was it that they had dealings with Osiris, which we already knew, but it was like typical Osiris. So not only have they dealings with Osiris, they've had enough dealings so that they're tired of his BS. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it's a march of fire. It's near the end. Um, it's after you eliminate a Vex presence. You find a small beacon near the stairs. You send a ghost to scan it. Um, and a radio transmission can be heard in the voice. It's a voice. We don't know who it is. It says, fall back, fall back. Should have known Osiris. Protect the forge once they're in. You remember. And then it cuts out. Um. And then Zavala basically says that they were headed to a Vex gate. Uh, you run up, run up the stairs, and you know fight through Vex, fight through heavier Vex, uh, and then you are then you ultimately have to take out a Hydra and a few Minotaurs. When you get to Dig Site Four, which is on you know again on Venus, uh, you actually run into a gate, and so your ghost scans it to map the conflux to figure out where it leads, which then points to the Sunbreakers open the gate on Venus to Mercury. And that's how you get to the Burning Forge is because Mm -hmm. they basically use the Vex gate on Venus to escape to the uh, Forge. Sorry, I like had a momentary blank there. Which gives a interesting thought process that we suspected that Osiris was using. I mean, we kind of knew already that Osiris was using the Vex gates to travel from place to place. But now we know that the Sunbreakers did, too. Mm-hmm. Well, and that could be because of Osiris. Osiris could have shown mm-hmm. them. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so, like, yes, it does sound like Osiris did something, but... We <laughs> we don't know. I don't. You don't know if it was malicious <laughs> or if it was just oops. Like you know, um. So it, you know, it could have been like ah, uh, you know, we should have known he was gonna screw up, or you know, something like that. Or he could have been. You should have. We should have known not to trust him. You know, we don't. We don't know what that that sentence ends. Um, they are being just another crazy warlock. So, Osiris needed a dog. Oh, Scrappy! 
<laughs> but real quick, let me see what else we got. So that that was one of the theories from chat. I think the other big thing that we discussed in chat was actually was actually about the Iron Lords. Um Oh, whether or not the axe the, is a manifestation of the Sunbreaker. Yeah, I still hold that it's not. Yeah, no. I I'm, I um, mean, the reason why is because it's specifically called an artifact and it's it's got its own grimoire card as an artifact. The only the only problem is is that in the intro cutscene, Saladin does actually kind of draw it out of nothing. The other thing I would argue in favor, it may not necessarily be a sunbreaker because that is that is definitely the iconic hammer. It could be another type of manifestation of the light. Remember, the Iron Lords didn't necessarily have anybody to teach them how to manifest the light originally. Mm-hmm. They came up with their own ways of doing it. This may be that version of it. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. So, I mean, and, and, right, and that's... But, then, but see, then the question that I have there, and this is this is where I get hung up on it, is then how are we given axes because when we get the axe they are actually dropped you know like the game mechanics is we actually get granted physical items um and that's that's my that's my only snag in that entire theory and because like other than that i would completely be on board with it but then how do Plus, how do you, you don't have to be a solar class to actually wield it? You can be any class and wield you don't one even, of the axes. Right, right. I mean, and that and that ultimately is that ultimately is my understanding that it is an artifact. It's like the Aegis. Like it is something that is outside of us that has been imbued because um in the iron tomb you have to recharge it using the urns. Mm-hmm. So like I you can, can imbue it, it with gift. Well, I mean, it's for our guardians. It's a gift. I mean, in the Iron Tomb, again, you walk up and you actually grab it, right? Because it's just sitting but there for them originally. I mean, it is every time we get the axe, it is granted to us. It's not something that we we can pull out as a weapon. It's not something we can carry. Somebody has to drop it off or has to manifest it somehow. Whether it's manifesting on top of a giant box a freighter box or within the Archon's Forge, it's not something that we have. It's something that is given to us. Right. And like uh, Sky Dragon in chat is pointing this out too. The 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 easiest, the Occam's Razor here is that his ghost transmatted in, in the video for Saladin. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and I, I guess like <laughs> I would, Justin, uh, I would agree with that. Like, I think that uh, that is. <laughs> I hate you so much. That would be hilarious, especially if it was a tiny fainting one. So, okay, for the podcast, <laughs> there, Sky Dragon had a typo, and he said his goat transmatted. That he corrected himself and said ghost. Justin just responded with, "I prefer the goat." <laughs> so. I now you know, I, I thought you. about it. Thank the, you. The now goat I seems have... to be 
<laughs> the goat seems to be far more efficient. <laughs> now, now, okay, so this ties back into a game stream with Kung Fu Frogs, where he was playing Diablo three, and he got the the mini the mini goat uh, follower. He was like going on for like an hour about how the little thing was chasing him around. So now, thank you. Mm-hmm. Now that now I have that in my head. Whenever you talk nice. about Saladin's ghost, sounds like Ben's fault. Yeah, I blame both of you. Um, <laughs> real quick, uh, the the only other thing I had that I was going to kind of talk about, other than that, was um, I did I did want to mention the the ratio of armor to fabric on Titans. We've mentioned this with the hunters and the warlocks. Um, so hunters remember are 50, 50, uh, kind of because they, they scavenge and they, they're kind of equally, uh, warlocks are more 20, 80. They have 20 armor to 80 mm-hmm. fabric. Titans are 80 to 20. So yeah. they are mostly, um, mostly they're tanks. Like that's kind of, and yeah, they're, they're 80% plasteel. That's pretty much what they are. <laughs> they are eighty percent plasteel. So we do they yeah. still have plasteel? Is that still an item? Didn't they no, do away with that? Well, I mean, you could still have it in your inventory, right. but it's not something. Well, you use. that's what. No, 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 no. But let's be clear: they unified armor materials. Right. Okay. So that doesn't, yeah, that right. doesn't right. mean that uh, a titan is any less made of plasteel. Right. 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 But be. I mean, for anyone for anyone who jumped into the game, you know, with the Taken King. They would have no idea what that kind of. Okay, so so back was. in back in vanilla, back in vanilla, you had three separate armor armor materials for three separate classes of character. The Titans had plasteel plating. Yep. The um, what? It, it's really bad had, that I, warlocks had, had hadrionic essence. I think. I no, no, that's yes. Yeah, warlocks had hadrionic essence. Right, and then and the hunters had sapphire. Hunters. Wire. Had Sapphire Wire. Which was and amazing. And if you had three characters and you ran one of each, you were oh, screwed. Oh, my God. Because you oh, had yeah. so each one, and they weren't unified. So that was a <laughs> quality of life. That was a quality of life change they made around Taking King. And they just wanted, unified yeah. them all. They unified them all into one, which was just an armor material. Um, you have and they unified them all to armor material and weapon parts. So you had one generic armor material that would work across all your characters, but that does not make a war. I'm sorry. That does not make a Titan any less made of plasteel plating than he was in vanilla. It's just the economy changed. It's not that his makeup changed. Plasteel in and of itself is an so, interesting concept. So you're saying that the pig still has makeup on? Yeah, I mean, we put as much lipstick on this pig <laughs> as we can possibly. Maybe it's Maybelline. Um, I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna get There's... so much hate for that. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah. Someone said in a raid I was in was putting a mark on a Titans like polishing a turd. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Some of those marks are kind of cool looking. Eh, they're mud flaps, but we're good. 
Yeah, we're, we're just, yeah. Anyways, oh, um, <laughs> really quick. Uh, <laughs> before we go down trouble. that particular rabbit hole, um, real quick, the Supers Green, did you want to mention those? I know you. Yeah, I uh, pulled up the different nodes for the subclass and just kind of going through them. The Super Ability modifiers was Forge Master, Sun Charge, and Scorched Earth kind of everything's along the theme of fire and like the burning forge and everything. Um, melee abilities, melting point, thermal vent, stoke the forge. And we have flame seeker, explosive pyre and fleet fire as the ability modifier. And another ability modifier train of thought is simmering flames, cauterize and fire keeper. So uh, yeah, Blue, I almost said that. I cut myself before I did. Because having me say it is way different than Mr. Fruit saying it. I almost said, for those in uh, podcast, I almost said stroke that forge, which is a quote from Mr. Fruit. I did not. I said stoke. That was the best part of the reveal. Uh It was stroke the forge. Oh my gosh. But yeah, all those different terms have references to actually kind of a blacksmithing, mm-hmm. making that metal pliable yet strong. Oh man, that is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. Um, and I mean, again, this goes back to connection with the 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 forge, the crucible. You know, all these kind of things that you see. Um, I just think that's a really cool, like little, little thread that they've woven with this particular subclass. Um, real quick, we got a couple dispatches. Do you guys want to jump into those? Yeah. Why don't we do that? Yeah, let's do it. Dispatches from the wilds. All right. So we got, well, we got another, uh, hmm, I don't even know what, I don't, it's not even a summary. It's, it's another one of these ones that I'm going to have to make into a wallpaper because it's just, it's really good. Can can I read this one? Yeah, go for it. This is from, this is from potato, infested potato, infested potato. (laughs) Sorry. That's a really good name. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Also in chat, Scrappity, why are you eating hunters? Um, uh, Let me see. Infested Potato writes, quiet children, and let me tell you of the ones that used to be just legend. I'll tell you of the Sunbreakers. Titans are the walls, the bulwarks of the city. Defenders and strikers have long stood watch, looking out into the long night, holding the line holding back the relentless scavengers and the minions of the darkness. But there are others, ones who do not crash down in thunderous waves of arc energy or shield us in brilliant orbs of glowing void light. Ones who do not stand watch on the walls. Titans who wield the relentless fury of a firestorm. Hammers of forged steel ornate with solar fire like the corona of a star. Their deeds are endless and mysterious, and others question why they didn't stand with their brothers and sisters. 
Some say they were standing vigil in the vexed spires of Mercury all this time, still looking after us from so far. And now, children, the sunbreakers have returned to the city. Their hammers have their hammers burn hot and they strike against our enemies with unmatched fury. Look up to the walls some nights. You may see them, brilliant and burning, defending the city once again. Ting, 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 ting. <laughs> I like it. Um, I like it. We have to, mm-hmm. we have to put that on a, put that on a wallpaper. We'll get that. We'll get that in the Discord chat here shortly. And could we get that on a? Could we? Could we get that on a, a cozy? I can put it on my table. I think that's going to be a really, really big, hard. really big drink that you're going to be needing. Does anyone in chat knit? <laughs> oh, God. Zavala is not listening to us, okay? It'd be difficult. Okay. Let's just play dodgeball. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one is from CM. And uh, first off, first off, I might have, I might have exposed someone to the Dark Tower. I'm I'm not really sorry about it, but you, if you haven't seen it, you should t- totally check out the Dark Tower trailer. It's a it's amazing. Um, but he says the sun. Well, the reason why I said that is because he actually included the trailer in the email and was like, "Thanks to you, I'm watching this now." And it was like, "You're welcome. You're welcome." Um. But then he goes on and he says, the Sunbreakers left from Mercury. Was it because they wanted to be closer to the sun, i.e. the source of their power? Or does the Titan Order have some fealty towards Osiris? Maybe both. Is there any hint of the Titans in the lighthouse? Okay, three separate questions, three very different answers. Yes. Um, so, if you've watched me stream Destiny... You know that I have not been to the lighthouse. <laughs> I haven't either, but I have scoured pictures and I've watched plenty of people go there. And I don't think there's evidence of the Sunbreakers per se. No. There's just evidence of Osiris there. And I mean, we also combed the lighthouse for um, evidence of the trinary star. And, mm-hmm. You and mean the binary star? Stuff. Oh, wait. <laughs> the star, the no, star cult added, that can't make up its mind. We right. added another star, Blue. <laughs> Get with it. Did you not see my memo that I sent to you in the form oh. of a stick wicket? Yeah, I forgot about that one. I yeah. didn't realize that we were adding a star to the system. I send all of my memos via stick wicket. You should really get on that wicket. app. Stick wicket. Get it trending. Hmm. <laughs> oh, wicket. man. So, um, wiki stick it. So, wow. Left for Mercury. Was it because they wanted to be closer to the sun? Uh, I mean, it, I, that's possible. I think it was because they wanted to be closer to the forge. I think they just right. couldn't stand Zavala. That might be too. I I think it's partially, I mean, it could also be because they wanted to be closer to Osiris if Osiris was based there. Mm-hmm. That's all. I mean, like, yeah. You had on one hand, you had Z- Zavala was laying down curfews and saying, if you're going to be in my house, you're going to use a coaster <laughs> and you're going to do all this other stuff. And then Osiris was just like, chill. He was like, I don't care, bro. Just come whenever you want. I don't care. I'm not even in this timeline. I'm not even in this timeline. 
Yep, exactly. Uh, it's I, chill. As far as, as far as the part of that question that makes me actually raise my eyebrow a little bit is the sun, the source of their power. That's been a pretty recent debate in chat, whether or not we actually get our power from the traveler or within ourselves, or are we getting power directly from nature via Dragon Ball Z, pull it from the sun's tile? I, mm, I don't How, how far down that rabbit hole do we want to go? Uh, we've mm. got some time to kill. I don't think we pull anything from the sun. No, that's not true. Icarus. Icarus. Uh, Icarus does... It, no, no, no. The language Icarus. C. Okay, okay, okay. Hang on. Icarus, the Grimoire card. Icarus, language C, Mercury. Uh, area designation is Icarus. Location is Chloris Basin, Mercury. Says this facility on Mercury has remained untouched by the Vex for reasons unknown. The Golden Age technology at this location remains intact, harnessing energy from the sun and converting it to solar light. The Vanguard has denied petitions from the various weapon foundries of the city to research the solar farm and the resources it continues to collect until the Warlock Orders have finished their surveys. An exemption has been granted to Lorshax and his Crucible. The Guardians are free to use Icarus as a live fire training zone. But yeah. we, we use an actual machine or golden age machine to harvest the solar light. We don't in okay. our, of ourselves. We're, we're, right, 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 right. But what I'm saying is you can convert energy from the sun to solar light. I don't think you're really converting it from from you, natural solar light to you might be solar. It. I, I don't think you I, I think it's more of a it's it's more of like a separately excited field in this case. So I don't know. I don't want to get into it. It's way too deep. <laughs> and I'm not perfectly prepared for it, but <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't know if you can if you can synthesize light from. Let's just. Um, I mean, the our body automatically. Well, no, no. Let's anyway, just if let's you want to talk about quantify all natural phenomenon to two separate groups. Okay, there's um, paracausal groups that are linked to the traveler, and there are natural groups. I don't know that you can synthesize paracausal light from natural sources. Otherwise, what would be the point of traveler? Well, what is the point of the traveler? Because the hive don't have a connection to the traveler and they have paracausal capabilities. Yeah, because they ripped them from the fabric of reality because they're pushy. What? My point is, <laughs> but my point is, is that their paracausal capabilities point to a fact that the traveler isn't a necessary component. Uh, the the traveler is definitely not the end all be all onto former um, magic generator for the universe. But in our case, I think it is the one stop shop for everything that is not a natural force in our world. See, and I hesitate to agree because the new subclasses, like the other, the old subclass, uh, no, actually even, okay. So the subclasses themselves actually point to a fact that we are channeling almost a natural energy. Scrappy's pointing mm-hmm. this out in the chat right now. The storm callers, mm-hmm. they pull energy straight from storms. When you're a night stalker to get the storm, to get the uh, solar shot or the, you punch a hole in reality and pull a handful of the void back. Solar, you know, the Titans, 
they actually are they are pulling a hammer from a pocket of solar energy and you're manifesting this from the natural environment which is also you see that a lot in the presentation with the when they were presenting these these new subclasses uh, especially with the storm colors with the the tribal uh armor design it was much mm-hmm. more elemental it was much more primal okay but here's here's my question do you believe a non-guardian could have done that I think it has to be unlocked. Think about like mm-hmm. some of the old I've, like oh, kung fu movies where somebody has yeah. to have their key unlocked. Like unlocking chakras or or yeah. like aligning so, yourself with the I think with the ghost and everything they unlock the our ability to actually use it. Yeah, blue your blue's ch- uh, typing in chat that light is anima or chi or key or however you want to pronounce or it. Chakra I, or chakra or right. Also about the all the different quests that we're doing, we're literally in the zones, just like Scrappy said about pulling the, the, uh, the arc electric arc. Thank you. The arc power from the storm. Maybe that is the initial conduit that creates the pathways within our brain or within our body in and of itself to be able to channel it more readily where it's easier for us to do it the second time. Maybe the first time we have to be in a very specific place or zone or, have it handed to us the first time like we do with Night Stalker where we create those neural pathways that we're able to actually recreate it later using a spark of our own light instead of pulling from the natural light. Okay, so I'm not disagreeing. All I'm saying is I I kind of have this vision in my head that the, the light and the traveler is a paracausal force in a causal world. So basically what you're doing is you're, you're channeling a paracausal force within a causal substrate and outside influences can influence your manifestation of that force. So if you, you know, if you go to Mercury um, and you do that, Sunbreaker subclass quest and you stroke the forge you are then you are then influencing only only your manifestation of that paracausal force you are in no way you are in no way influencing the base or the 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 root of that power it comes in a steady stream from the traveler but but the external kind of stimuli that you bring in from your your experience are what actually influence the manifestation of that power. I don't know. I could be wrong. No, I mean, there's no, 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 no. I, you're you're on you're onto something. I would disagree with one fine point there. So mm-hmm. I agree with all that. Actually, I, I I do agree with all that. I would just qualify light light is not paracausal. Mm-mm. Light belongs to capital. Everything. Yes, capital. Capital. Light. Capital light okay. is not paracausal. How we manifest light is paracausal. Okay, so would you say light is an underlying force that has been in our solar system from word go? As in, yes. Okay, which As in, are you talking about pre pre traveler light? 
I, I capital L Y. In my opinion, I think that all the traveler did was awaken us to the presence of something that was already there. He, okay, the, the, okay. the traveler, the traveler opened our eyes to something. It's, I, it's a I'm story of an enlightenment. Yeah, yeah. I'm Actually, with that. I like what you did that, that too. But, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, definitely. I think <laughs> that we have to be shown or kind of pushed in a certain direction based off of what kind of natural environment we are in for the first time when we learn it. But after that, I think it's easier to manifest using just the memory of what we were doing beforehand. So, yeah, my whole point with the whole thing wasn't that I had a big problem with the fact that they had a, a some sort of some sort of a you know, solar light generator, whatever it, it was the fact that energy is never created or destroyed. Right. And I right. think that's a constant, even in this, even oh, in yeah. this, no, 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 I agree. Kind of I, I agree. Paradigm. Right. So, um, even, even today, even if you go today and you go to the equipment rental place and you get a generator, it's a misnomer that it's a generator. <laughs> it's actually not a generator. It's, it can literally generate nothing. All it can do is convert energy from one form to another. And hopefully the form it converts it to is a usable form for you. And um, I think that's the case very much with, you know, subclasses in general and the traveler and um, also the sunbreakers. Um, and it's, it's a very, very, um, interesting one because we actually have you know applications in real life where we utilize solar energy and we convert it to other forms you know right um we no go ahead green we literally take solar energy and convert it into vitamin d within our own skin i mean we do Mm -hmm. that already we can convert solar energy into things plants do convert solar energy into things i mean that is a very natural phenomenon already within our own reality. Yeah. And, and also I gave the led um, example a while ago, there's the exact inverse of an led. So an led, you, you pass current through it and it will emit photons. There's an inverse of that. There's a, there's an exact inverse proponent of that in that there is such such a thing as a photovoltaic cell in which if you <laughs> if you take in photons you will actually pass a current um and we use that for a lot of things i mean if you ever have a photo cell turn on lights you know when it gets dark the lights come on um mm-hmm. it's the exact same thing so it's not that foreign a concept to harness the energy of the sun to do different things um we use it to store energy in in everyday light uh, in everyday life. Wow, <laughs> that was an accident. Um, and I think that's a lot of what the forge is about. Like I, th- I think the forge is very much um, not unlike a big solar cell. Um, it's stored energy that you can then utilize later, but it's just not the the conventional type of energy we're used to utilizing. Yeah. 
Um, I'm trying to think. I think that's I think that's everything. Mm-hmm. So you want to roll two shout outs? Yes. Do it. Green, you're up fast. Uh, yeah. Okay. So shout out is to actually blue. And anybody else who's actually read the Dark Tower series, I think it was it Pins who had read it too. It's amazing. Oh my god. Okay. So I guess I'll have to read it so I can get a shout out. We're doing it in book club this month or book chat this this month. So if you want to jump in and just kind of get cliff notes how before deep, you get started. How deep are you? We're in chapter one, which is okay. Long. Okay, now's um, the time. It's about 70 pages. Yeah. It is quite long, and the audiobook is actually broken up into smaller chapters, which was really confusing to me. Oh, first, is it? But mm-hmm. Oh, that is confusing. It really is. But uh, if so, I've tried to read the Dark Tower multiple times because I've had somebody in my life since I was eighteen telling me I should read this book, and I've pushed back against it because it's Stephen King, and I am a big big baby when it comes to scary stuff. I was about to say, there's mm-hmm. there's a couple things that you can say that will make me like just leave. We all float down here. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, and I'm just going to go past that. I'm not going to just happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. Um, watching the trailer. Blue made a shout out to this at the beginning. Watching the trailer for The Dark Tower actually makes me want to read it because it's like it yeah i Mm -hmm. i know because it had matthew mcconaughey right oh my god no well that part is kind of cool because his voice is actually yeah okay i normally can't stand his voice because he's (laughs) got that that draw and he just sounds like a complete and utter idiot half the time because he plays an idiot half the time i kind of feel like you just described me nope not not going there not going there But uh, Matthew McConaughey actually seems like he's a well-developed character in this compared to some of the other oh, types okay, of characters okay. he's played. Yeah. Okay. Real quick. The figure that Matthew McConaughey plays in Dark Tower, it, that figure flag is actually, if not, if not one of the most important figure in pretty much all all of king's works is it roland no 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 the man in black the man in black is like he johnny cash no you need to read the book (laughs) uh but like but flag flag is a figure that is in a significant amount of books and actually if he's not in the books there's actually most most of the mentions outside of the dark tower series are actually to him um, mm-hmm. so he's, he is, I mean, flag is in, I, I, I have, to, I'm just generalizing, but I would say he's in, he's in like 75 to 80% of his books mentions of him are like there, there is significant, significant importance on that character, which is why a lot of people were really nervous when they kind of were like, yeah, Matthew McConaughey is going to do it. Everyone's like, uh, okay. Dude, right, and then anyone plays no. scary. 
Anyone who would have a problem with that didn't see him in season one of True Detective. You're right. I haven't seen him in yeah. True Detective. That I've was seen so him in a good. A lot of really stupid chick flicks. No, no, you should watch season one of True Detective. If you want to see Matthew McConaughey where he should be. But that's why that's why a lot of people were nervous about the trailer was because that 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 character, that character is extremely important in the whole story. Like not just not just the Dark Tower story, but like all of King's universe. Yeah, pins Uh, the stand and eyes of the dragon. Um, There's mentions of him in it. Uh you know, there's there's like if there's any mention of the Dark Tower, it's a very high chance that uh, the Regulators was another one. Uh, there's a very high chance that he is he is the mention. So. But yes, yeah, sorry, so, continue. No, no worries. I just want to thank you and Pens for finally getting enough people to vote for it, because now I have to read it and then showing me the trailer because now I actually want to read it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, I'm excited for that. Uh, I just want to. Huh? No, I was gonna say you guys should pick a Heinlein book. It's on there. <laughs> We've been trying. It's on the list. You should run a campaign to actually vote for it. Like I will vote for it. <laughs> I will. Okay, I will let you know when that's challenge starts. accepted. Okay. Do I get to pick the book? Do I yeah, get to pick I'll the let, book that's on the list? I'll let you pick it. Okay, good. Done. All right. Yeah. But as far as other shout outs, um, I want to shout out to my wife, even though she's not listening and she won't listen to this later on, but I'm still going to do it anyway. She's been helping me with the project that I've been working on and she watched the very first episode of it tonight and she says it's pretty good. Yay. And if it's good for her, it's good for Yay. her. So I'm excited for it's it. Good. That's a good, that's a, that's a good. When is when is Green gonna put the Cimmerillion on the reading list? Oh God! Never! No. Holy crap! Don't <laughs> no, do never. that! No! No! <laughs> never! No! I okay, Scrappy. I've read it. I've read it twice, and I don't want to put anybody through that. Once was because I was a glutton for mm. punishment. The other time I was forced to in college. When I you have at least again. twenty plus characters' names that equal. The same 20, character? 20 syllables per per character name. <laughs> oh, God. It's sure. like, wait, no, no, that's no. And most of them sound like prescription drugs. Like, I'm like, who's Sildenafil? <laughs> I'm done. If we do Silmarillion, I am putting Josh in charge of running that yeah. month. You mean that year? Yeah. yeah. He's a little snippy. <laughs> All right, Justin, shout outs, go. Okay. Again, if you didn't hear the uh, the Dungeons and Dragons Forgotten Realms podcast, I just wanted to state it again. Big shout out to Blue and Green for letting me go to California to um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Hobnob. <laughs> With all the all the really influential folks and watch the Destiny 2 premiere. So, thank you, Blue. <laughs> I'm, it was about to get real, so I, I stopped it. Um, I stopped it. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, yeah, just thanks, Blue. Thanks, Blue and Green, because, you know, you guys do an, an amazing amount of work. Um, you know, just 
y'all do an awesome job and I'm getting to go to, to LA and, and I feel a little bit guilty about that, but not enough to not go. So, um, <laughs> you know, every time he plays that audio clip, the, I imagine him just like trying to dance in his chair without getting too far away from his mic. So, yeah. So don't, no, you don't no, have to imagine, what I did, just ask him to turn on the webcam. So, yeah, yeah. 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 Green. So basically what happened is when blue told me I was going, I went to the bank and I got a hundred dollars in ones. And every time I play that song, I literally just throw them up into the air. Just one at a time. Um, no. Uh, also, a uh, big shout out to my clan, DOD Chatterwhite crew, being the most supportive crew I've ever had and the only crew I've ever had. But um, And also, guys, definitely check out a uh, Destiny streamer tomorrow, Saturday. I don't know what time he's streaming, but just check him out. Um, Redneck Ma. Ma! He is, yeah, Ma! He's having his first baby soon. And they just found out the sex, and he will be re- revealing it. Relieving revealing it? it. He will not relieving it. He'll be <laughs> revealing it on tomorrow night's God. Destiny stream. So you you guys should definitely check that out. I think it's twitch.tv slash redneckma, and I think the E in redneck is a three because he's difficult. Um, <laughs> and also <laughs> – he he was very generous in letting DoD Chatter White crew name his baby, which I thought was a step too far. But his wife was like, "It's cool." And so, like Whoa. his baby, yeah, his baby will be named Wee Baby Seamus. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh I bet that wife regretted so, that. Great shout out to Wee Baby Seamus, <laughs> Redneck Ma. Ryan on the Ma, he has that podcast. If you've listened to that one, we baby Seamus, welcome to the world. <laughs> oh my evil people, oh, we oh, baby Seamus. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, yeah, man. yeah, no, we hope, we hope, pins, we hope it's a boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so I have I have two shout outs as well. Email topic for next week is we don't have an email topic for next week because I'm actually taking the week off. So have fun um so wait i mean you i don't can, have a show next week you don't have a show next week i'll i'll make sure that the text bot does not message you next week i will though and then i'm just gonna disappear <laughs> we should just stream together Green. we should we should yeah. totally stream together yeah we should make it happen we should we should talk yeah. about that in after show Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then my second shout out is actually to Redneck Mob again. He is he is a patron over on Podbean, ah! so we really mm-hmm. appreciate that. And if you guys are interested in that, um, we have all that information over on our Podbean site, or just our regular site. If you just go to the website that get well, I'll list it here in a second. Um, it will take you to the Podbean site and you can uh, find all that information. If you're at all interested in that, it's not required, obviously, but we really do appreciate it if you do. Um, and then also a big shout out to all of all of the people who have been cheering uh, with the bits now that now that we are affiliated. Dude, the bits. Um, Justin, Justin is very excited. I think he started to understand what bits are. Um, and, the big, and the chits. <laughs> 
never mind. He doesn't, he still doesn't understand what bits are. Um, but we really appreciate it. Uh, you will notice a change in the release of the podcast. Uh, the audio file, I have to wait because of the, because of the, the agreement that we made with Twitch, uh, to become affiliated. We have to wait 24 hours, uh, before we make that available on other sites. So instead of being uploaded immediately after the live stream, it will be uploaded the next night. So normally it's uploaded Saturday, early Saturday morning. Now it's going to be uploaded early Sunday morning. And that's really the only change that you guys should notice other than being able to jump in and put bounties on Fraggle's head when we're streaming. We, yeah. really, we really appreciate those. Oh, oh, can I, speaking of that, can I say something? Yeah, go for it. Big shout out um, to Bo. Oh, yeah, Bo. Oh, yeah. Watching Bounty. Bo 5 Amos. I don't know how to say his name because it's letters Bo and Amos. numbers, but Bo Amos. Um, Blue, please link his uh, Twitch, his Twitch channel for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I will put that in uh, the show notes. But basically, longtime fan of the show, um, great friend of mine. And blues and and everybody's um, Bo is actually the bungee bounty for this week. So everyone try to queue in with him on Destiny and beat him to get the special emblem. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, right. awesome person. All right, let's run through the outro and then we'll stick around for a short after show. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes each week, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. Links to all our other sites can also be found with our episode archives over on www.focusfirechat.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any feedback or questions for our team concerning the podcast and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback on iTunes or through email as well. Be sure to check out our partner podcast within the Guardian Radio Network over on the guardiansofdestiny.com. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright. text-only search initialized. Welcome, user Ace of Hearts. Please enter search query. News about Kate. There are four new articles since your last search, 26 hours, 33 minutes ago. That's way too low. Sorry, I didn't understand. That's way too low. Who's more popular than Cade? Sorry, I didn't. Who's more popular than Cade? So. First article about Cade. The first city news article about Cade was 126 years, 11 months.
126 years? I'm way older than that. Major events of 126 years ago. Significant progress made in faction accords. Related. Brask. A. Traveler. True origins and purpose. Minor events of 126 years ago. First 25-match Crucible winning streak recorded. Related. Ray. I. Centaur Plantoid 7066 Nessus re-enters system after unexpected delay. Relate. Did we get invaded by horse people? Sorry, I did. Did horse people ever exist? There are no known encounters with quadruped lifeforms capable of spaceflight. Some early sightings of fallen raiding parties mistakenly identified their methods of rapid locomotion as equine. Did fallen ever ride horses? No. What are we talking about? Last 50 searches across all devices chronological. Banshee real name. Banshee 44 real name. Scout rifle locker default password. Traveler giant eyeball. Giant eyeball planet. Giant eyeball aliens. Giant a- alien eyeballs. Delete image history. How do I delete images? Accidentally set giant eye- alien eyeball as terminal background. How much do new terminals cost? Vanguard discount for new term. <laughs> Traveler. Over 50 million results found. Please narrow search criteria. Traveler eyeball. Over 70 million results found. Please. Where did the traveler come from? Over 10 million results. Traveler googly eyes terminal background. Please connect to a device with an image display to view these results. Traveler road trip snacks. Since the traveler's final exodus from Io prior to the collapse, Echo Mesa has been a popular pilgrimage destination for guardians. As the Traveler's transformation of the Jovian moon was incomplete, Io's climate and geography do not support agricultural in the conventional sense. Vanguard Commander Zavala therefore recommend Zavala snacks? All results tagged with the following related search queries require two-thirds Vanguard authorization for disclosure. Zavala snacks. Zavala action snacks. Titan vitamins. Edible Zavala. Zavala action vitamins. Vanguard vitamins. What? All results tagged. Ikora, current location. Warlock Vanguard, Ikora Ray, is currently in the Underwatch. Would you... Log out? Thank you for using the Vanguard text-only database, user Ace of Hearts. (laughs) Be brave.